Hey, this is Rich. This is Cass. This is Jacob. This is Luke. Yes, Salut, c'est Jonathan Mercier. Welcome to the Hillsong Creative Micropod. Hey, well, good day. Hello and welcome. Rich, I can't believe it. I'm so excited to be back on the Micropod. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. been a little while since we've been doing this together. Yes, it really has. I've missed it. Yeah. Uh, so welcome, everybody. It's a fun day here at the at the farm where we're recording. That's our, our home. Uh, welcome. And, uh, well, we've been uh, the last couple of weeks. You guys have obviously missed the podcast because you've been downloading it and sharing it. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for jumping back on I with loved us. It. I listened to your podcast about joy, Richie. Yeah, you exemplify joy uh, a lot. Thank you. So. I've been putting it into practice. Yeah, joy in the Lord. Did you actually listen to it? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, there you go. That's yeah, great. I liked it a lot. And last week we heard from I, Cass. I give out. I love the concept of team night on demand. Yes. Yes. So, so I don't know if anybody noticed, but we entitled last week's podcast as Team Night on Demand. True confessions. I did not listen to that one. It's, well, that's because it was you speaking. That is true. Did you say demand? Demand, maybe. Yes, for, for all of those people who speak correctly out there. Uh, so, yes, in the coming weeks, we, we will be uh, releasing our team nights here from Sydney uh, on the podcast. And uh, so look out for those as Team Night on Demand. And if you don't know what Team Night is, it is like the best night of the week as far as I'm concerned. I know I'm biased, but it's the um, gathering of our creative community, all the artists, all the filmmakers, all of the dancers and the, the technicians and the worshippers and the songwriters. And like, if I'm honest, we've just come from a meeting with our creative mm. pastors who yeah. actually look after our creative team. And we've been having long chats about the responsibilities of pastors to stir the arts and the gifting in people mm. and it's it was so fun for me rich because we like we had like a number of our creative pastors on there and at one point in time we were talking about like how do we engage with god where do we take emmaus walks yes and like the overarching sentiment from our team was that in creativity is where they commune with God in mm. the writing of songs and poetry and words. Yeah, which I think we'll get into a little bit in this episode. Okay, but I love it so much. I just don't want to jump the gun. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, I'm not going to jump the gun. But so what I was linking that to is that team night is just so fun because it's a place where we stir that and stir your gifting in response to the Lord. And mm. so I'm so excited about that. Yeah. And so for our team listening, we're going to be starting our second season of team nights. You may have seen this in the mixtapes, our emails, but... Uh, on the September 10. So, I, I, like, I'm praying that you save those dates. We're going to be doing uh, every Thursday night as per normal for team nights and starting September 10. So our second uh, second lot of online Our second season. Team nights. And to be honest, it is our best season. I'm so excited. And what we have for Microlabs is going to be ridiculous. There are some pretty <laughs> great plans. So if you are part of our team, as I say, talk to your creative uh, pastor at your location and make sure you're getting the mixtapes uh, for all of that. It's going to be awesome. And then jump online on Thursday nights with us because we would love it. Yeah. And aside from that, if you are one of our creative community that's joining us just for the podcast, we welcome you and we're so glad that you're a part of it with us. And uh, we always love to hear from you. So let us know, uh, you know, on Instagram, if you are joining us and, you know, um, what you've enjoyed and what you'd like to hear from us, uh, if there's anything more you'd like, you know, other things we haven't talked about. Right. We made a big announcement last week, Rich that we decided to um, postpone WCC, our worship conference, until 2021. Yes. And um, 
I guess we were laughing a little bit that we don't want to misfire our arrows because we have a really amazing thought about what we want that to be. But there is nothing like um, all gathering together and being in the room and actually being able to have more than one singer leading us in worship and some of those things are restrictions at the moment. But I'm so excited because over the next few weeks we're going to be telling you on the podcast and um, all of our friends about what we have planned for that weekend because we're not going to be doing worship conference but we do have a few tricks up our sleeves. Yeah, so that's coming up in October. In October. And so we've got a few weeks to kind of let you know what's happening. Yes, we do. And to make sure you, um, you join us for that. It's going to be awesome. That is true. Hey, but so we've been chatting a little bit, Cass, about, uh, well, (laughs) really about back in the day when we got married. Oh, yes. What a time that was. Yep. Our our little Baptist church that we got married in, it was was pink. Yes, it was. (laughs) It was a basketball court. Yes. It had burgundy pull-down seats. It was nothing like where you imagine you want to get married. Well, look, you know, I guess we talked about, <laughs> you, um, for all of you listening, you're remin- reminiscing with us, you're going back in history. Um, but we talked about maybe getting married in, in like a little, you know, chapel on a beautiful hill, sandstone with, you know, stained glass windows and just the perfect location for the perfectly romantic day. Um, but in fact... Our church was was not that. The place that we attended was, um, I guess, part part one of a building project. Yeah, that's that, true. That I guess now has been built, but at the time was... Um, well, it was home, right? It was where we um, taught Sunday school and had girls club and, and built youth ministry. And like I worked in the retirement village that was attached to it. So I can remember turning up at our wedding day and along the whole um, dining room hall looking out the window were all of the elderly people that I um, served on reception mm. every Sunday and they were waving as I went to get married. And so um, although you might want to get married in these really romantic places, um, sometimes I'm not sure that the romantic um, all the romantic feeling is actually what makes something a church. Right. You know, um, I drive past Norwest Boulevard at the moment, which is where Hillsong Church is, and and like even that, it has these romantic connotations mm. of what we used to do there. Yeah. Which reminds me of the Jews in Israel. Like, do you know when they went into exile mm. and they were sent out of Jerusalem? They were in Babylon, and they, they wrote and penned these songs and psalms, like, um, "How can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land?" And they pined for what was familiar and what mm. they had known. They wanted to go back to Israel. Mm. And um, I think it's so interesting because we want what is familiar and I guess where we've encountered God in the past. And so at at the end of the exile story, I love it because King Cyrus actually says to um, Ezra and Nehemiah, I think it is, they can go back to Jerusalem. They can begin to repair the walls and rebuild the temple. Mm. And so they do that. They go back to Jerusalem and they find that the um, magnificence of Solomon's temple actually lays in ruins. Right. And so they begin to rebuild and they rebuild. And I think the Bible calls it maybe a poor, a poor replica of what they once had. Yeah. There was none of the splendor of what Solomon and David had actually prepared for. It was interesting because then when Israel comes back out of captivity and they find themselves in Jerusalem, they weep mm. <laughs> over um, their disappointment with what the temple now is. Um, and it's interesting, right, because just because it doesn't look as beautiful as what it used to doesn't mean that God can't fill it. Right. And so I love the story of um, the fact they begin to worship and, and God's presence is in that temple and in that place. Mm. 
And they wanted to be filled with remorse because the romance had gone and yet what actually mattered was the presence of God. Yeah. And it makes me think about us, you know. I've heard so many people in the last season go, I can't wait till we're back together again. I can't mm. wait for conference. I can't wait for WCC. Oh, when we're back in the room, when we're – when we're, and it seems like we're all as a church waiting for one day when. Yeah. And then when we're back together again, one day when it, it's like the good old days, one day when the church meets in the way that it's meant to. Mm. And I guess I've been thinking lots about those verses in 1 Corinthians 6.19. Do, do you know the ones that I mean? About um, do you not know no, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that your body is the temple of the living God? Yeah, I love that. I love that, um, that reminder that um, while we do go to a building and while that is amazing when we all gather together in the one place like that, uh, really, if we're honest, we are the church. Right. If, we're, if we stop to think about it long enough, we realize that God has, has put his spirit in us, that we are the people of God, um, uh, and, and he inhabits us as his temple. Right. Mm. There's this really cool um, quote from Ravi Zacharias that I've been pondering, and it says this, There are no unique postures or times or limitations that restrict our access to God. Mm. My relationship with God is intimate and personal. The Christian does not go to the temple to worship. The Christian takes the temple with him or her. Mm. Jesus lifts us up beyond the building and pays the human body the highest compliment by making it his dwelling place, mm. the place where he meets with us. Yeah. And like that just reinforces that Bible picture, hey, that God communes with us mm. Um, where we are, that his desire is to um, in, like to build relationship with man. Mm. And so then it just got me thinking over and over, worship starts in us. Yeah. Worship starts where we are, that we're not limited by access to a building. Like it's early church 101 all over again in 2020, yeah. but this revelation that we would be the temple of the living God. And so when you go into your lounge room and you turn on online church, mm. or like I guess for our Northern Territory guys, they, they're live in the room this weekend. Well, when they turn up and they worship God, they're taking the temple to the temple. Mm. And so we bring all of our faith and all of our love for God together. Mm. Mm. And we're no less community because we're distanced from each other. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about that since you said the phrase, worship starts with us. Yeah. That, you know, for our family, as we gather, that just the few of us, you know, um, five of us in the lounge room. Uh, in front of the TV, <laughs> that's us. That that we are the two or three gathered in Jesus' name, right? And and there God is. And I think sometimes we can uh, we can want the big atmosphere of a large crowd, and yep. God is there with that large crowd. And when I'm I'm so looking forward to gathering and worshiping. <laughs> oh, the romance together Richie. again. Yeah. But but I can't minimize the fact that God is with us when we gather in His name, just just in our home together. And I think we have to um, do as you're saying, uh, strip away some of the romance of of what we associate with gathering, and and bring some reality. Right. And then and then even maybe go one step further of of really being um, intentional and and spiritual um, in our approach to even online church or, you know, in the times where we're not gathering. I remember at the start of um, this whole COVID season uh, this year, earlier this year, I wrote a, a um, like a blog post for Hillsong Collected about, you know, getting the most out of 
online church. Right. And it was at that point, it was kind of theory because we hadn't been doing it for very long. But it was, <laughs> I guess I wrote what I knew to be true. And as I reflect on that now, back in the, back over the, the months that we've been gathering at home, um, I realized that some of the things that I said people should do, I, I have neglected to do myself. Right. And I think um, the reality is that when we gather in Jesus' name, his spirit is there. And that we can then therefore gain um, gain from that and be directed by that from His Word and and from the Spirit um, and from each other as we gather. Um, but we have to sort of be intentional right. about that. And then you had some thoughts specifically about around worship and singing. Yeah, uh, like I find it such a challenge because in Acts thirteen fifty two it says the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Mm. And I think like the last couple of weeks you've been talking about. Um, joy on the podcast and, yeah. and I talked about yet will I rejoice mm. I have such a conviction that um, song matters in this season our collective language and our expression of God matters but that that if the temple is full of joy and full of the Holy Spirit then we mm. won't be able to help but worship God in our homes and where we are I think mm. we have to be intentional about that there's a real thing about screen fatigue and about um, being um, weary in this season mm. But online church, it just doesn't take God by surprise. It, it wasn't his part B or his plan B. It was actually where he knew we would find ourselves in 2020. Mm. And so I believe without a shadow of a doubt, he has intention for this season and he is still cultivating a God kind of life within us. Yeah. So if worship starts with you, then I guess my question to you podcast people today is what does that look like where you are? Like are you still remembering to put the music on and to worship the Lord and to let your confession be um, you? Yet will I rejoice in him and who mm. he is. I will be grateful for what he's doing. Mm. I will look for him in the midst of the pain and the sadness and the lament, but I will rejoice in who he is and his ability to deliver us and bring us through. Yeah, because the reality is, like you said, God didn't, this isn't a second, um, uh, didn't take God by surprise. Let's no. put it that way. And so God knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly where he wants us to be and who he wants us to become. Right. And I think that as we lean into that and we seek uh, seek for what God is actually doing in this season, then maybe, just maybe, uh, we'll find ourselves worshipping him and having experiences of him and his presence like, like we would if we were gathered and right. perhaps even in a new and special way. Yeah. Um, so then this week... Be full of the Spirit. Actually, um, pray again that God would fill you with His presence, yeah. that He would make you aware of what He's doing, and that He would lead you to worship Him with joy and um, sincerity. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And, and just to finish up, I think that there's something really interesting about how sometimes in worship, in, when we're gathered as a big church in the building, we can, we can abandon ourselves within that context to, to worship. Mm -hmm. and, and I found it really intriguing that as I talk to many of our team, many of you listeners who, um, who are finding it hard to abandon yourself in worship, um, adoring God when it's just you and your family or you and your, you know, your housemates. Um, and, I, and I put the challenge out there that in this season, that's, that's a new discipline for us to, right. to be learning, um, is to be not afraid of our own voices, not afraid of our own, um, our own actions, but instead to be uh, really leaning into the abandon of, 
of the security of God's presence, even amongst our own family. And the thing that I reckon, Rich, too, is that don't be afraid of the personal nature of the season. Mm. So like on a Sunday morning, there is nothing greater than to look out at who you're doing church with and then think about where do they need to meet with God this week. Maybe I could pray for them. Maybe together this little church could mm. support them in their week that's ahead as well. Yeah. I yep. love that. So it's going to be a good week. Yes, it is. We're going to be full of joy, continuing to do that and still rejoicing, but uh, with a sense of being filled with the Spirit. So we pray that you would be filled with the Spirit this week. You go enjoy and we'll talk soon. See you later.